Well, good evening tonight, uh, church. What a privilege to be here again and uh, to be part of this great service. And thank you so much, church, Pastor Tim, for since the last time that we visited your church and presented our ministry. Actually, I didn't know that you took on us to support, and we were just amazed when we were got back in the Philippines and our mission in the uh, Marietta uh, sent me a sent me a report that you took us to support and we are thankful for that and thankful for this church for loving missionaries and I've seen all the missionaries presented tonight and thank you so much for your uh, love to the mission and also Brother Nickel for helping us in a in our like Thailand, Thailand is in our place, like in Asia. Thank you for your burden to reach our people, and thank you so much, Kurtz. Once again, uh, our gratitude to tell you that every souls that we've been like uh, we reach out for more than three years, you have a great part for the life of these people. So uh, we are thankful for uh, this church that has a big heart for. Uh, the souls, especially uh, foreign people. Like, uh, if you have your Bible, John chapter 14, I want to speak to you and I'll give encouragement. Uh, it's very familiar verse, but uh, God led me to uh, share with you this word tonight. John chapter 14, I will read verses 1 up to verse 3. If you could rise up with me uh, in reading the word of God, uh, but if not, that would be fine. Okay, the Bible says in John chapter 14, we'll be reading verses 1 up to verse 3. The Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Father God in heaven, we want to praise you and thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity that we can study thy word. Thank you, Lord, for this church, and thank you, Lord, for allowing me to stand behind this pulpit and preach to thy people. Lord, I am nothing without you. I need you tonight. Would you bless this, uh, your message, bless thy word, and use thy servant to be thy speaker tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please be seated. So the disciples had been in greatly distress at what Jesus uh, said about leaving them. Normally, uh, when Jesus and his disciples, every time that they have time together, he keep on explaining his primary ministry here on earth, that the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost, that the, that the Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven because of the sins of the world. That he will going to die on that cross, he will going to bear that cross and die, and he, he will shed his precious blood on that cross of Calvary. Then after he will die, then after he will be buried, and then after three days he will rose again, 
And then he will finish the task and his disciples will continue the work. But in their heart, he noticed that there were much trouble. So that's why he's, keep, he's encouraging his people here, his disciples here, that let not your heart be troubled. You know that Jesus Christ, he, 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 though he was in the form, he was in the, like, he knows what exactly, what is in the heart of his disciples. He knows that they, they, they were afraid because they were, been, they were uh, with Jesus for more than three and a half years. And they saw uh, the ministry. They saw that how uh, people mock him, persecute him. And they were afraid if the Lord will uh, go back to heaven, what will happen to them? Because they, they were like, thinking what will what they're gonna do if Christ will go in to lead them. But he promised that Jesus said to them, I will never leave you comfortless, but I will send a comforter to you. That's a promise, right? That's a promise. That's the uh, uh, encouragement. So that's why he keeps saying, let not your heart be troubled. And he says here, if you look your Bible, in John chapter 14, the same, the same book, chapter 14 and in verse 12, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works, I want you to notice this, and greater works than this shall he do. He's, he's, he's trying to go to... Uh, he's trying to give encouragement to these uh, to these people that though I will going to leave you, I will I will not leave you comfortless. That is the, the the comfort that will come, the Holy Spirit will come, and you'll do the ministry, and it will that will be a privilege for you, amen. It's because serving the Lord is a great privilege, like. He said here, you can work. That will be a privilege for you. And at the same time, I'll give you power. That's what he said in Acts chapter 1 in verse 8. But I give, uh, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. That was his promise. So let not your heart be troubled. When you serve me, it will be a privilege. And when you, when you work something for me, I'll give you power. He will accomplish great things for him because of him. When I was, uh, because I grew up in the children's Sunday school, and uh, my parents was my inspiration to follow the Lord and serve the Lord in the full-time ministry. I was then, uh, way back 2000, me and my wife already married. And I'm already working. But I know that God is calling me to serve him in the full-time ministry. So I talked to my wife. I talked to my wife and I said, I think I want to go to the Bible college. And I want to serve the Lord in the full-time ministry. She was shocked. Because we're not talking about that. So literally, she's like just staring at me, and I can't find any words coming out from her mouth. She was shocked. But I know that God is calling me in the ministry. 
So that year, I went to the Bible College, which is the fundamental Baptist College for Asians in Tarlac, in our place. Then right away, after one month studying in that college, I visited a town which is like one hour away from that Bible college, and I didn't know about that place. But it's kind of like when I was there looking around, I didn't, I didn't see any Bible-believing church. I don't know what happened to my life. It's kind of like I was shocked when I saw the people. They were like, it's kind of like the Lord is burdening my heart to go to that place and preach the gospel. But I was so afraid. I was afraid because I'm just, you know, I'm just in the, my first year in my Bible college. I just, then that night, I, that, that, that town, in, the Lord is keep, in, keep on reminding me about that town. Then I said, Lord, I know that you're calling me to go there and preach the gospel. But in, in my heart, I am so afraid. Then I went there. And I prayed to the Lord, and I went there, and I talked to my professor in college. Can I go there Saturday and Sunday and preach and take some Bible studies? Then my professor said, yes, you can go. The first time that I walked out in that town, I witnessed a woman, and he, she got saved. And what I experienced. My heart is overflowing with joy. And I said, Lord, I want to start a church in that town. I don't know, but I know that you're calling me. We don't have support. I'm just still studying in the Bible college. But I know that you're calling me in that place to preach the gospel. So every weekend, I, I was there Saturday and Sunday. By the grace of God, he established his work in San Manuel. It is not because of me. It is because of the power of God that he accomplished things when I surrender my life to the Lord. Amen? So that's why he says here, And he shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to do such great things for the Lord because that is promise. He will empower you. Amen? He will empower you. And then another thing is that is serving the Lord is a privilege. And also when you serve the Lord, he'll give you power to accomplish things for him. And also as he promised here in chapter 14 in verse 13 to his people, to his disciples. He said, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and if he asks anything in my name, I will do it. He will answer his prayer. Amen? He will answer his prayer. And I said, Lord, we don't have money to go there. We don't have money to rent an apartment for me and my wife to stay. But the Lord provided. Lord, I don't have much, I, uh, I don't know people there, but we will go there. But he provided people to help us in the ministry. Because he, he is the Lord that always answers prayer. 
Amen? Then another thing here, the encouragement to his people, you know, being a person, we trouble so much. But uh, we cannot deny the fact that though we were Christians, um, like there's so much things in our lives that we did, uh, sometimes we worry about. But uh, here, the encouragement of the Lord Jesus Christ to his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. Many mansions. Oh boy. Every time that I feel exhausted, tired in the ministry, I'm pastoring a church for 21 years now, involved in church planting. But every time that I will look up and sow and see that I, I, I have a place there that personally that my Savior is preparing for me, oh boy, I will encourage again and go out and preach the gospel because I have a home in heaven. Amen? So he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. What an encouragement. That, we, that when we accepted Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, now we are heavenly people. We are heavenly people. That's what he stated here in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. He said, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says in 1 Peter chapter 2, in verse 9 up to verse 11, he said, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not people, but now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as pilgrims and strangers in this world. So this place is not our home. That is our home. Amen? So that's why he keeps on encouraging his disciples. Well, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare that place that this, place, this world is full of corruptions, this world is full of sins, and we must thank God that we have a place. It is a the abode of God the dwelling place of God, the place that there will be no sin, the place that will be no tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. And we're just enjoying our Savior in heaven. Amen? So let not your heart be troubled. We have a home in heaven. And the second things that I want to share is this. I'm thinking about like here he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm thinking about, in order to prepare something, you must use your hands, right? I'm thinking about how God created Adam 
in the book of Genesis. When he said, let us make a man in our own image. And he said, he formed the dust out of the ground. I'm thinking about that. Because he, everything that he created was like, he just say it, right? But when he created us, it's very unique, right? Thinking about that we are God's masterpiece. You may thinking about during that time is God is really God use his hand to form the dust to make Adam as a person. Right? I'm thinking about that. But as far as I know, we are God's masterpiece. We are special. Because we are made personally by his hand. That, that was the hand of Christ. Amen? Amen? And I'm thinking about preparing my mansion in heaven. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm thinking about, because we know that Jesus Christ is a son of a carpenter. Right? He is a son of a carpenter. So he knows every detail of my home or my house in heaven. And what a privilege. I just accepted him as my Lord and personal Savior. Say by the blood of my Savior, cleanse me with his blood. And now he's personally preparing my mansions in heaven. Every detail, every work of art. Christ is doing that for me. Amen. We don't deserve heaven, right? It's only by, by the grace of God. But I keep on thinking how privileged I am that my Christ is the one personally preparing the place for me in heaven. Amen. And also I want to give an encouragement to you like uh, 2021 is the worst uh, year in our country there in the Philippines. Actually, COVID is anywhere. A lot of people died. We are worried so much. But uh, I know that the hand of God is not short. That it was the time that uh, I know that God is still reaching people and save souls. Amen. That every time that uh, we come to him, I know that he, he keeps on reaching us. Because the hand of God is not short. If you are, if you are here tonight... That is not saved. It is very important to learn this. The mansion is in heaven or the home in heaven is only for the saved people. If you don't have relationship or personal relationship to Christ, you need to decide now. Because that is very important. I was seven years old when I finally know 
and realize about my sin. And my mother led me to the Lord and said, Son, you need to accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And I said, yeah, I will receive you. And that was the time that I know that God lifted me up. From that sin, from being a miserable person, and I know until now that through his hand, he keeps, he keeps me safe. Right? How wonderful and good is the hand of Christ. Then third thing that I want to share you, not the, just the home in heaven, but also the hands of Christ. Number three is the hope of his coming. He says here in verse three, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Amen. I will come again. That was his promise that he will come again. I'm excited about that. Amen. I know that what is a promise, that he will come again for his church, for his people. Like, I'm thinking about, like, the, the, Mary, Mary, the Jewish marriage tradition. Like, they were committed to marry each other. And then the groom will go back to his father and prepare a place for them to stay. It's probably he'll going to build a house for his wife. And the wife will be ready anytime she still remain beautiful. He will wait for, uh, she will wait for, a, for the bridegroom. And, and because anytime that he could finish the work here, the house, he will go back and get his wife. And the bride is always ready, uh, waiting for that groom. She's always ready. The promise of the return of Christ is just like that because we are, like, we are the bride of Christ, right? We are the bride of Christ. Now our, our Savior is busy preparing a place for us in heaven and we are his bride. But it doesn't mean that we're just sitting here waiting for the coming of Christ. But it means that we need to do what God wants has to do for us. Amen? When we, leave the, when we left the Philippines last month, we are packing our bags. My son, Emmanuel, is crying. Also, Precious Grace, they're crying. Because uh, they said, Daddy, Mommy, I don't want you to go. We are going to miss you. But I said, we need to go. We need to present the ministry. We need to go back to the States and present the ministry because we are starting the sixth church. We are praying to buy a piece of land. And, and then, and then my, my, my son says, I don't want you to go. We are going to miss you. But when I said, I promise we will be going back before Christmas to be with you all. Then they, they start to run and they said, yay, daddy and mommy will going back in December. Because they hold on to that promise. And I said, 
okay, while you are waiting for me, you need to go to the school, do everything, the task that I'm going to tell you here, go to church, practice choir, and they said, yes, we will be busy while you are gone. And I said, yes, we will, daddy and mommy will be busy also in America visiting churches, presenting the ministry. And what a day that we are waiting for that day, that we will be together with my family. The same thing with us here at church. Same thing with us church. God is not yet done in our life. It means he is not returning because God wants us to do something for him and do what God wants us to do. There's still a lot of souls that we need to reach for Christ. Amen? And your pastor is, needs a person that can tap his back when he's tired. The, your pastor needs the people or women that can tap his back. Pastor, you, you can do this. You can, we can help you, pastor. He can need people in the church that will encourage him. Amen? Amen? He, he needs people that, went, that can support the ministry that he has. Because we are not done yet. While we are waiting for the Savior, let's keep busy in serving the Lord. And he said here, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What a day that will be. Pastor, thank you so much.